0: Welcome to The Spotter, a weekly podcast dedicated to the everyday challenges facing today's ministry leaders. It is necessary to stay close to someone who will challenge you to grow, do more, reach higher, and dream bigger. You should never allow yourself to be the strongest person in the room. You need a spotter. Here's your host, Jeff Wolf.
1: Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining me today for the
0: podcast
1: podcast. My name is jeff wolf i'll be your spotter for the next few moments i want to share a word of encouragement with you from god's word i have been reading and studying in acts 27 this story has always intrigued me i used to preach a message when i was a young evangelist out of acts 27 called i can make it on broken pieces i still feel that way you know what's interesting is When I was a young evangelist in my early 20s, preaching that message, I didn't know what real brokenness was. I had divine wisdom out of God's Word and the Lord helped me to help others. But since then, having uh, gained so much life experience and having gone through my own troubles and trials, I've experienced brokenness for myself. And so as I revisit Acts 27 this week I have a new found respect for the text and the eyes of my understanding are opened now more than they ever have before about brokenness and I believe there is a word in this chapter for you today I'm not going to read all of Acts 27 I just want to kind of paraphrase this story for you the Apostle Paul is on a prison ship. He's on his way to be put on trial before Caesar for preaching the gospel and doing those things which he has been commanded not to do. And so he's with others on the ship. There's 276 of them, the Bible says, on the ship, including the sailors and the soldiers and, and the prisoners that were on the ship. And, in the course of their journey to Rome to stand trial a great storm comes a northeaster and the ship is battered for 14 days the Bible said in this chapter that they had not seen the light of day for many days they didn't eat for about 14 days because they were on edge and uptight because they were trying to survive this storm. In fact, at one point, before they set sail from the last place in which the ship harbored, Paul said, I see that if we leave here and we set sail, that the cargo of this ship, the ship itself, and even our lives are going to be lost. I want to stop here and point out that even this man of God believed they were all going to die. They didn't heed Paul's warning. Instead, they set sail anyway. The storm hit. And at one point, the writer says that they had lost all hope of being saved. They had lost all hope. They didn't believe there was any chance that they were going to survive this storm. Have you ever been in a storm that you felt like that you had absolutely no chance of survival? I've been there. Some of you have been there. We identify with this. But what happened is that God sent an angel of the Lord to appear to the Apostle Paul and said to Paul, you have an appointment to stand trial before Caesar. Therefore, I'm going to spare your life, Paul, and everybody on this ship. Their lives are going to be spared. What a powerful promise. Why? Because Paul had an appointment. Can I tell you that God is going to help you in your storm because you have a divine promise? appointment waiting on you that God intends for you to keep and so Paul stands up before the men that are there on the ship and he says you haven't eaten in 14 days you need to eat something you're going to need the strength because we're going to survive the angel of the Lord that I serve has come to me in the middle of the night and told me that not one person will be lost what a great promise Not one person will be lost. In fact, he said specifically that not a hair of your head will you lose, that we're all going to survive this storm. And so there's a couple of other different things that happened here that I want to uh, get into in a little more detail as we move along. One of the things that happened was that the sailors were afraid. The crew of that Ship was so afraid to die in the storm that they pretended to be tending to the ship, and they lowered a lifeboat, and they were going to get in the lifeboat, and they were going to try to make it to land. Paul noticed this, and he said to the centurion, the uh, commander of the ship, he said, "If you let these sailors get off the ship, we're all going to die." And so the centurion instructed his soldiers to cut the, the the ropes to the lifeboat. Uh, in order to keep the sailors from escaping. Now, you know that the old salty sea dog sailors are trying to bail out that it's bad. You know the ones that uh, spend their life on the open ocean, those, those guys that know how to do uh, what they're doing, and they've been in a storm before, and they've had to fight waves before. If they start looking for... A way to get off the boat something's wrong it's bad another thing that happened uh, was that uh, when the ship ran aground on a reef that the soldiers were going to they had decided they were going to kill all of the prisoners on the ship to keep them from escaping but the centurion wanted to save Paul why because he had an appointment And so he told the soldiers that they were not to touch the prisoners, not one. How many of you know that when God gave Paul that promise that not one man would be lost, that God was going to keep the promise that if the storm didn't kill him, he wasn't going to let the soldiers kill them, but he was going to save all of them for Paul's sake. And so at the very end of the chapter, the ship runs aground. And in verse 44 and I'm going to read this to you in the King James version because I like the way it's worded that the centurion commanded those who could swim to jump overboard and swim to land verse 44 and the rest I don't know about you but I'm in that category what about the rest of us what about those of us who can't swim (laughs) and the rest some on boards and some on broken pieces of the ship. And so it came to pass that they all, they all escaped safely to land. What a powerful, powerful story. I can make it on broken pieces. Stay that with me. I can make it on broken pieces. this this story means so much to me because there was a point in my life where I experienced great brokenness. And those of you that have experienced great brokenness, you can certainly identify with this, that when you felt like the ship was going to go down and you felt like the storm was going to overtake you, that God gave you something to hang on to so uh, the rest let's look at let's do a hebrew word study these two words in the king james translation the rest uh the greek word i'll spell it because i'm not real good at at pronouncing these words l-o-i-p-u-s it means that which is left behind that which is the remainder sometimes i have pondered this because the centurions expected that there were some that were able to swim and then some that were not if we're going to metaphorically study this in terms of brokenness in our life you have to wonder what does it mean when some people can swim and some people have to hold on to pieces of the boat the driftwood if you will Well, not all of us can swim. What I mean by that is this. There are some people that have already been through hell in high water. Some people that have already survived a storm. Some people who have already found themselves being Uh, cast into the sea thrown into the deep and having to learn how to swim and then there are some of us who have never experienced such trauma and experienced such brokenness and shipwreck that we don't know how to swim we don't have that experience yet we have yet to have our faith to be tested in such a powerful and such a dramatic way and so we have to hold on to whatever we can that's the rest of us, the rest of us, some on boards and some on broken pieces. Now I consider myself somebody who can swim. Let me let me tell you what I mean by that. I mean that I have been through hell in high water. I mean that like the Apostle Paul in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, I've spent a night and a day in the open sea. I say that to mean that I have been through such trials and tribulations, such trials problematic situations that the Lord has taught me how to keep my head above water. He's taught me how to lean upon him and trust him and seek the face of God and fast and intercede and get a hold of the Lord. He's taught me how to do that in such fashion that I feel like now I'm stronger than I was the last time that I was tossed into the sea. I'm I'm more wise than I was the last time I endured a storm. I, I'm, I've got more energy and I've got more experience on how to live through a storm with his power and his strength. I can swim now but there were a, there was a time when I didn't know how to swim, that I had experienced uh, the power and and the faithfulness of God in my life but there were there were there was a time in my life where I had not undergone, something so serious as what almost took me out and I had to hang on to broken pieces. My life was shattered into pieces and parts laying and floating all over the surface of the ocean and I had to grab on to the brokenness. Brokenness is not something to be afraid of. Brokenness is not something that that you have to shy away from. In fact, if you live any period of time at all, if you follow God any period of time at all, you will go through brokenness. It may be at different degrees than others. It may be uh, in a different way that others have experienced it, but you will go through brokenness. And you've got to come to a place in your experience with God when you welcome the brokenness and you expect the brokenness. Let me go back and do a word study on the words broken pieces in the King James Version. The word here is t-i-s, T-I-S, It means, this is the translation from Greek into English, where we get the words broken pieces. It means a certain thing, a certain thing. not the whole boat but just a piece of the boat not just any part but a certain part the value of that broken piece isn't known until it's broken you see the pieces of the ship that paul and the others who couldn't swim the rest what about the rest of us right What about the rest of us? That's what I ought to title this podcast. What about the rest of us? The rest of us have to hold on to broken pieces of the ship, the driftwood that's floating in the water. Well, that that broken piece used to be a part of the structure of the ship that I was on. Think about this for a moment. Perhaps it was a deck board. Perhaps it was part of the hull. Perhaps it was even part of the helm. Perhaps it was part of the rudder. This broken piece that I'm hanging on to right now used to be part of the ship, and its value didn't mean as much to me until it was all I had to hold on to. It didn't mean as much until it was the only thing keeping my head above water oh listen to what i'm saying to you today sometimes we take for granted the things that god has given us we take for granted and devalue and undervalue the structure and the situations and the the support that god has put around us and when all those things fall how many of you know that the situations that you go through, and the support that you have, and the uh, the ground that you have to stand on, and 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 the things that you depend on—anything that you depend on that is not of God has the ability to fail you. It has the ability to be crushed. Anything that you have worked for, anything that you've been blessed with. Anything that God has granted unto you, God can also take that away from you because our our loyalty and our trust is not in the creation of God, but in the creator himself. So if God gave me a boat to get me through the storm, just because God took away that boat doesn't mean I'm not going to survive the storm. If God gave me a boat to take me from point A to point B, even if that boat sinks or if that boat wrecks it doesn't mean I'm not going get going to finish the journey and get to point B god has the ability to get me where he wants me to go to to make it for my divine appointment regardless of whether or not the vehicle he provided takes me all the way there the ship may have taken me almost all the way there but it's my brokenness that's going to drive me home it's a broken piece. It's a certain thing that I learned, just a plank off of that ship. One thing, you see, sometimes when the boat goes down, we think that we should toss away the entire experience and block out everything that happened. But when the boat goes down, it's only the piece of the boat left that gets you where you're going. Every time God brings you through a situation where you have experienced brokenness there is going to be something that you should have learned some piece of wisdom that you should have latched on to one lesson that you should have taken away that's the plank that's the driftwood that you have to grab onto there is always one at least one thing that you're going to take away from that, that broken piece, that plank, that driftwood that gets you to the shore even though the boat sank remember, God gave you the boat, and if God gave you the boat, he'll give you a plank to get all the way to your destination. Brokenness does not disqualify you from reaching your destiny. Brokenness does not void what God has spoken to you. Brokenness does not mean the journey is over. It only means that All you need to get from where the boat sank to where point B is the land is the only thing you need is that one thing that God wanted you to learn out of that situation. Do you know that the sooner you learn that one thing, is the sooner you experience and gain the wisdom that God is trying to give you in a situation, the sooner you will come out of it. I believe that brokenness is for the purpose of teaching us one special thing out of every circumstance. God never wastes an opportunity. He never wastes a circumstance. He never wastes brokenness. It's for a purpose. God didn't let you go through hell for nothing. God didn't let you go through the fire for nothing. God didn't allow you to experience great peril and great tribulation in your life for no reason. There was a purpose in it. The purpose was not the pain. The purpose was not the hurt. The purpose was to reveal that broken peace that you were going to need later when the ship sank. You don't hear what I'm saying. That broken piece, that piece that you didn't even know the value of. You might have been standing on that plank board when you were on the ship, and now it's the only thing you have to hold on to. It's been separated from the ship. God does not throw the baby out with the bathwater. Listen to what I'm saying. God does not throw away everything that happens in the midst of adversity. Sometimes he brings us through adversity to reveal the one thing that we can only obtain through adversity, the experience and the wisdom and the knowledge of his faithfulness. God wants to teach you something where you are. God wants to teach you something. And when the ship has gone down, when everything you've leaned on has sunk, when everything you've depended on has been shipwrecked, the only thing that's going to be left is that piece of driftwood that was the purpose of the journey all along. That broken piece is what God's given you to hang on to, to get you to land. And at the end of that chapter, at the end of Acts 27 verse 44, Paul said, we all escaped safely to land. Every one of them, the rest of them, those ones that could swim, they'd been through this before. They were no stranger to water. They'd been in the storm before. Maybe someday we'll be part of that group that can swim. But what about the rest of us? What about the rest of us? God's given us something to hang on to. He's given us the grab on to the brokenness that you've experienced and know that God's given you that brokenness to keep you and get you to land. My Lord, I feel the presence of the Lord as I'm sharing this to you. You can make it on broken pieces. This means so much more than it did to me when I was 25 years old because at 25, I hadn't been through a whole lot. At 25, I hadn't experienced a lot of heartache. I lost my first child at the age of 21. And that certainly was horrible and it certainly was a great tragedy. And it certainly was something that, that, that no 21 year old father should ever have to deal with. But since then I've been through so much more. My life experience having reached the bottom of the barrel, only to know that God picked me up, saved me, and though the ship went down, he gave me a piece to hang on to that would get me to the land. I made it on broken pieces, my friend. Some of you have made it on broken pieces. The brokenness has a purpose. It's not wasted. And just like Paul and the rest of them made it to land on boards and broken pieces, you can make it on broken pieces. What about the rest of us? Don't count me out because I'm broken. Don't count me out because I'm shattered. Don't count me out because I'm fractured. Because being broken doesn't mean I'm out of order. Being broken doesn't mean I'm defective. Being broken doesn't mean I'm out of commission. Being broken doesn't mean I'm ruined. Being broken doesn't mean that I'm unusable. Being broken doesn't mean I'm disabled. Being broken doesn't mean that my purpose has been aborted. Being broken doesn't mean I'm forgotten. Being broken simply means that he's given me brokenness as a gift to get to the destiny he's prepared for me. I don't know about you, but as I look over my life and as I look at the pieces of the puzzle that i shared with you in the last last podcast i realize that god has allowed me to experience brokenness because the purpose and the plan and the vision that he gave me to accomplish cannot be accomplished without having experienced brokenness and now i'm ready I'm ready for the fullness. I'm ready for, the, I'm ready for God to open up doors that he could not open before. I'm ready for God to give me divine appointments that he could never give me before. The ship went down somewhere along the way, but he gave me the broken pieces to hang on to. The vehicle went from a ship to a plank, a piece of driftwood, and that was the one thing that God was trying to teach me through it all. I can make it on broken pieces. And so can you, you can make it on broken pieces, man. This has been rolling around in my spirit for several days. Now, uh, this has just been for days. I'd be, I'd be shopping with my wife. She loves to shop for those of you who know her, you know that. And when I shop with her, I just enjoy being with her. So I just go and I follow her around. Even if, you know, sometimes I find something, maybe I can't live without, but as I was following her around the other day, I had my phone and I was just kind of, you know, following her and, and doing this with my phone. She said, what are you doing?" And I said, I'm doing a word study. I'm studying the word of God. Something is on my heart. And this has just been rolling around in my spirit, this idea of brokenness in Acts 27. You know, something else happens in the scripture where brokenness is mentioned. It's in Mark chapter 6, where Jesus fed the 5,000. When Jesus fed the 5,000, let me just read it to you. Verse 38, how many loaves do you have? Jesus said to the disciples after they came to this countryside, they got off the boat after they had gone over the sea and there was a mass of people waiting for him. And the disciples said, these people haven't eaten. It's getting, it's getting late. We need to We need to send them into the countryside to buy themselves something to eat. And Jesus said, how many loaves do you have? In verse 38 of Mark 6, he asked, go and see. When they found out, they said five and two fish. Five loaves and two fish. Verse 39, Then Jesus directed them to have all the people sit down in groups on the green grass, so that they sat down in groups of hundreds and fifties, taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven. He gave thanks and broke the loaves. Then he gave them to his disciples to distribute to the people. He also divided the two fish among them all. They ate and were satisfied. And the disciples picked up twelve basketfuls of watch this, broken pieces of bread and fish. The number of the men who had eaten was 5,000. Broken pieces. They started with, this is another podcast altogether, but I'm throwing it in there. They started with five loaves and two fishes. And after everyone, 5,000 men, not including women and children, had eaten until they were satisfied. In fact, Think, think about this. They ate until they weren't hungry anymore. Now, some of us, when we sit down to eat, we eat till we're sick because we don't want to waste the food. These folks ate until they were not hungry anymore. And then the disciples picked up 12 large baskets full of broken pieces. Wow. The number... Of broken pieces the amount of food that was left over after the miracle was more than the original supply I believe that when God brings you through or as the old folks used to say when God brings you over that what he has given you as leftovers what you will have left after you are satisfied will be more than the original supply. God is not just going to let you experience brokenness, but he is going to give you more than enough to thrive. The brokenness brings about a purpose. The brokenness gets you safely to land. The brokenness is what contributes wisdom and experience and anointing. There's a price to be paid for anointing. That brokenness gives you the tools that you need to get to the place of your destiny. But when you get there, you're going to have more than enough. I believe it with all of my heart. I wanted to encourage you today with this word. Remember, you can make it on broken pieces. Have a great day, and I'll see you next time.
0: Thank you for joining us today. Subscribe to The Spotter on any major podcast provider. Visit us at jeffwolf.org for more information and follow Jeff Wolf on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. To receive a copy of Jeff's newest project, absolutely free, 10 Reasons Why Pastors Are in Danger, text the word RESTORED to 31996. Message and data rates may apply. Remember to join us next week. Be blessed.